1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. There we go. The anchor is overboard, and we are on our way as Detroit City of Champions, the podcast. I'm Jamie Flanagan. Charles Avison. Oh, it is, uh, it's uh, just a trifecta of a night for me for podcasting. Yeah, it is. Jamie's <laughs> going uh, hard tonight. Yeah. It's the third show today, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's great, man. We had, it's awesome. uh, it's, uh, we, people listen whenever, wherever, however, to the podcast, but it's uh, March the 3rd, which is Bottled and Bond day uh whiskey sure what that means whiskey bottled in bond there's several things a whiskey has to be to be bottled in bond oh okay it has to be 100 proof done by one distiller in one distilling season and uh in a today's in a, a barrel in a in a federal federally taxed huh. thing so it's bottled in bond it's just a, a quality standard and it's bottled in bond day so matt and i were for the man cave happy hour bottled in bonding like a, it it's yep. like a holiday it's like an event and then we did animal talk and we had uh from the tiger king joe exotic tiger king we had carol baskins yes. on the show <laughs> talking about she's in washington dc working with an action group trying to pass legislation to keep big cats out of people's bathtubs and stuff you know so <laughs> so that was so it's been i've been i've been running hard all day but now we're here for detroit city of champions and we're gonna talk about gar wood we're going we're and we're talking, talking about gar, gar um, wood. these next two episodes gar wood and uh, more about chris craft yeah absolutely there's a lot to do with chris uh, chris smith you know chris craft for the next uh, especially the next uh, episode and but, this uh, one we're talking about miss america one still yeah well with this episode we're so uh, for last episode we left off on uh, garwood we you know we introduced garwood and we uh we talked about his back-to-back gold cup victories mm-hmm. in 1917 and 18 so the 1917 uh, race uh brought the the gold cup to detroit Woo! and as, as we know about the the races uh, what you, whenever you won in one city, so if you took the, you know, you 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 challenged the previous winner in their own in their in their home waters, yeah, and then when you if you know when you won, you brought the cup back to you, and then you defended your home waters against the next challenger. Right. So nineteen seventeen, Garwood wins his first gold cup. Trophy comes back to Detroit, and now they're racing um, on Detroit waters for 1918. And so that so Garwood wins the second. So that so now the gold cup is you know won the second one. So. Um, and so this is, you know, World War One is raging in Europe at this moment. Yeah, at this moment, yeah. I believe Garwood. I don't have the exact age, but he was like in his forties at this point. I think so. I think he was a little bit too old to have been drafted. Right. So, um, so anyways, but so now it's so this is where we begin for the for this show for episode forty uh, fifty four. Yeah. Which is uh, so World War One is now is now over, and so you know World War One end, ended in nineteen eighteen. So um, so post World War One. So we, as we already talked about on a previous show. The real one of the big innovations that Garwood had was that he was he was he was using airplane he used the airplane engine in his boat. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. And so in the so his so the the Gold Cup races he used this, this Curtis airplane engine, and the reason he used Curtis airplane engine was because the Curtis engine was discontinued. They didn't use it. They didn't. <clears throat> the U.S. government didn't use pick that, up the contract. They didn't pick for up the contract the planes, exactly. Yeah. So and so that's what allowed him to use that particular engine. 
uh, because it was they didn't have any, so they didn't need it for the military. Sure. Yeah. So now that the war is over, it's all all gloves are off. So yeah. now he can use any engine he wants. And so what? It, so what's, oh. what's really cool is is he bought uh, they in the because um, they lighter and bigger, lighter and bigger, lighter. It, and exactly. Bigger. The, the airplane engines had more power and they were yeah. lighter than the automobile engines. So yeah. so Gar Wood wanted to experiment. And the way I lot like to look at Gar Wood versus Chris Smith, like we've done a lot talk a lot about Chris Smith, was that Chris Smith was the was the boat builder. Okay. And he was, you know, he he installed engines and all that stuff, of course. But um, but Garwood was really like, you know, a fantastic engineer, and that was really his forte. And you know, bringing Chris Smith um, allowed, I think, two really, you know, two sort of geniuses, which was, you know, Garwood with like engine design and engineering, you know, to to go with somebody who was all, a, clearly a master boat builder. Yeah. And I really, I think that's why Garwood brought Chris Smith in, which was like, you, you know, Chris Smith had already. Won two gold cups in, in previous boats that he'd built, and so he's like, "Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna pick his brain clean for right. for boat design and for engines." So, anyways, so immediately after World War One, Gar Wood goes out and just goes out goes out and buys in the in the uh, speedboat kings. They talk about an entire um, uh, rail car full of engines. Oh wow! Of, of surplus. Uh, Airplane engines because well, the, the war ends and because the war is over, they, they don't need that mass production. No, so there's surplus airplane engines, and, I, and I've got uh, it actually written down in the in the book here. So, um, so he had nearly a thousand surplus engines. Holy crap! From the war, six hundred Fiat engine, you know, Fiats, you know, they call the, the car, the, the, which were Italian. Yeah. Two hundred Mercedes, which of course are German. A hundred, a hundred Mercedes. Uh, uh, so 100 Benz, so there was, you know, Mercedes and Benz are two different companies. So you had 200 Mercedes engines, 100 Benz engines, both of, of course are German, and 100 Liberties, which wow. are American. Um, and, and also another 50 engines called Beardman's, which were which were English. And so he's got like all these engines, right? And he, so to yeah. just experiment with and see sure. which one's the best ones that work in that. And so he so, probably got them <clears> super cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Army, but Army still, Navy you're buying disc- a thousand Navy engines. It's still, you know, but how cheap can it be when you're buying a thousand yeah, engines? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a ton. But so he, had, a, he had all that. He had all that hoist money. Well, true. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He was a super rich to be yeah. able to do all this, and he was incredibly committed because you know a thousand engines, and these are airplane engines. You know, <laughs> like you're bringing them in. Like imagine just the project of bringing these engines. In. Where are you going to put them? Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> like you got a thousand space, engines. Yeah. yeah. So so anyways, and so alongside so with uh, so Jace there's a guy named uh, Jay Smith was Christmas son mm-hmm. and he actually was like for a time Garwood's mechanic when they were driving because he always had a driver and then he had a mechanic. Yeah. And so Jay Smith uh started so so Garwood with all these new engines Garwood started, started a new company called uh called Detroit Marine Aero Engine Company with Jay Smith. And so I, I'm not sh- I'm not sure what the exact practicality of the business was, but as far as making money, but um, at the very least, it was used to process all these engines and to research them and develop them. But like that's how committed he was to this boat design was yeah. a thousand engines. Like now we're gonna really get our like you know you why do you need six hundred Fiat engines? You know what I mean? Like do you really need six hundred? Like you can't just get five? You know, like to you know, study them. But know? yeah, if they're boring it out and they screw it up, it's like yeah, exactly. They're, they're, there's no it. stress. Exactly. They could be as they yeah. could be as experimental as At, they want. Exactly. But I'm saying like he's like no, we need six hundred of them. You know? like, we 
really want to go to town on the Fiats, you know, <laughs> like just in case, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so with these new engines, with these developers, so Garwood wins in 1919. He wins his third Gold Cup, which is the, with the Miss Detroit Three. Oh. Which okay. so he reused. So 1918, they had the Miss Detroit Three. They brought it back from yeah. for 1919 and won the third Gold Cup. And then in 1920. Uh, Gar, they win the fourth gold cup and the Miss Detroit four. Okay, and so so with all these gold cup victories piling up, Gar Wood now there's no he's he's clearly the most dominant racer in America. Yeah. So now he wants to take it to the next level, and of course the next level is the Harmsworth. Hey. And so World War One is over. Nobody had challenged for the Harmsworth since night since since uh, you know since. Uh, uh, since 1912, when um, as we already we already talked about, uh, Sir Mackey, Sir Sir E Mackey, his name is Sir E Mackey Edgar, uh-huh. with the Maple Leaf Four, <clears throat> had won it in 1912 and 1913. Mm-hmm. His boat was the Miss America Four. So those were the last two Harmsworth races uh, prior to World War One, and it not, they'd not raced since. And yeah. so by Garwood challenging Mackey Ed- Edgar for this for the trophy. So now Garwood's got to go to England to to win this to win this trophy. So um so he so he does and so but before he does that of course the the rules of the harms were stipulated that it had to be all uh, American parts. Each country had to have their own uh, had to have the you know the the parts for the boat had to be native to the country. You couldn't use if in this case you know the the best uh, carburetors and in, in, they call them magnetos in the world were Bosch, which were German, and so Gar, so Garwood couldn't use those anymore. He had to, it's, it's it's according to the book it took two months, you know, several months of testing all these different carburetors and magnetos just to find an American product that would work instead of Bosch, and then instead of the, the he'd been using Honduran uh, mahogany, which was part of the British territories, and so he could no longer use this particular type of wood he had to go with philippine mahogany because oh. the philippines were you know under u.s you know jurisdiction ah, so we had to use philippine uh, mahogany and then as far as the engine goes so where do we know any engine making companies in detroit I right no packard yeah, Li- packard, packard liberty engine he goes with so he so he installs for for the for the so um so he comes out with two new boats the miss detroit five and the in the uh in the miss america one and so these are so he's got now he's installing instead of just a, a single engine where he now he's doing uh, you know dual five hundred horsepower Liberty engines in these things you know Packard Liberty engines which were like you know they used them for for American World War One airplanes which are going in these boats so anyways I want to so we got a quote to read about um, about sort of uh, you know leading up to the race and that and and uh, you know just some which is kind of just kind of cool yeah. sort of setup. So he had two boats, as I mentioned, and 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 uh, for the nineteen twenty race, there was gonna there was, there would end up being uh, nine English boats, three American, two French, and one Spanish. They were all part of this race for this nineteen twenty Harmsworth race in okay. England. And so, uh, of, of the three American, of course, Garwood had two of them. So the question becomes, why does Garwood have two boats? And so this is the quote um, that I'm going to read from. This is from Jay Lee Barrett, Speedboat Kings. Um, uh, so the question Jay Lee Barrett begins with is, why two boats? One of his men asked him one day. Wood said, we may get a calm. 
he meant that the Solent, between the Isle of Wight and, and the English mainland, where the English hold their harms with races, is eternally rough. But someday, Wood said, someday they'll get a calm, and it may be the day of the race. So Wood built two boats, one for rough weather, the Miss Detroit 5, and one for a calm, the Miss, Detroit, Miss America 1. Uh-huh. His Miss America 1 was only 26 feet long, the same length as Blackton's Baby Reliance 2, built in 1912. But where, Black, where Blackton's boat was powered with a single Sterling engine of 150 horsepower, Wood's boat was powered with two Liberties of 500 horsepower each. <laughs> in other words, Wood was carrying 850 more horsepower than Blackton in a hull of the same size. Oh, my. The chances, the chances were, however, that Wood was wasting his money and his time building a small boat. Blackton and Chris Smith had learned an expensive lesson in 1912 when the tiny 20-foot Baby Reliance 2 could not negotiate the rough water of Huntington Bay, of Huntington Bay, um, New York. And the English Solent is much rougher than the Huntington Bay course. Chris Smith told Wood about this, but Wood insisted on a small boat. It was a good thing he did. On the, on the day of the race, August 10, 1920, the Solent was like a sheet of glass. Harry H. Harry G. Hawker, one of England's famous war aces and pilot of the Maple Leaf Six, told Wood the morning of the race, Listen, old fellow, he said, I've lived on this strip of water all my life, and never, never have I seen it as calm as it is today. Wood chuckled and said, Well, you see, sir, I brought my lucky teddy bears with me. Uh-huh. So, so he so he builds two boats, one for in case it's super heavy water, and the other one in case it's calm. And the Miss America one was built for the calm. When the guy they were saying, you know, and that's what they mentioned in this how we already talked about the Christmas boat, the Baby Reliance two that they entered in this Harmsworth prior to World War One yeah. had been beaten to beaten to pieces right, right. because of these rough waters. And so here's and so you know so that's what's so cool is that Garwood. So the day that they bring out the Miss America one, which is a smaller boat. It's like totally built for this, you know, for this calm weather, and so um, yeah. So that's where we're at. So I'll so I'm get into the race. You, know, you, you look like you were about to say something. Right? No, Sorry, no, okay. no. So um, so yeah. So this, you know, this is where we're going with this episode. I want to sort of finish up, and I got a great quote to read about the race itself. All right. So building this Miss America one, never even sure it's going to hit the water. Exactly. Lucky day. It's That's what in they're there. saying. It's like he's like you wasted your money because it's you, this water is crazy rough, right. and that boat's going to get torn to pieces when it's all choppy. And that's yeah. why the guy said, "I've lived on this water my whole life, and I've never Ever. he's never seen it, not right. even for a day." <laughs> and this is the day that it's the calm. Game like, on, man. He's got his lucky teddy bear. So we've been talking about those teddy bears, right. and all of a sudden, Garwood's attributing it to going. I wasn't worried. That's why I did it. You know. Yeah. So I love it. It just uh, and they got the we got the picture of the boat, the yeah. the America One running. Is it yeah. is that in that probably in that race? Because how, yeah. how long did he use the America One? Did very, it get not used? long. We're gonna the next episode. Oh. We're gonna be talking about the Miss America Two. So yeah, it's not, not right. long. He doesn't use it for long. Probably just uh, this race. I, I think he I think he used it. He may have used it in the. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know because these were two new boats he built, so we yeah. didn't use it in the. Um, in the in the gold cup, so might have been one and done. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, um, so anyways, yeah. So, getting to the race. So, prior to the race, prior to this, you know, to this to his first Harmsworth trophy race. So, Lloyd's of London, which is, I believe, a bank in London, um, an insurance company in London. So, they offered Garwood fifteen thousand dollar insurance policy on Woods boats for only three hundred bucks. Right, so this so so Garwood's like, 
that's a crazy, that's a fantastic deal because these bolts are no like one little thing goes wrong and these bolts get shredded. Catch some wind, see. Yeah, yeah so he's night. like, "Why are they offering me, you know, a fifteen thousand dollar policy on a, with for only three hundred bucks for like basically one race?" And so they, and so he was like, "That's a steal for whatever reason." So, so there was only one condition that he took this, that he that he got this, uh, got this that that they insured his boat was that there's these tin strips that he had to put over his ignition system. To, I guess prevent sparks from like coming out of the ignition and, and setting this wood boat on fire. <laughs> and so right. he's like, "That's such a small thing. Like sure. I might as well just do it. What's yeah. the what's the problem, right?" So keep that in mind as I read the quote about the race itself because this race is tremendous and that in those tin strips are a, a really important component of the. Uh, so right. okay, so um, so anyway, so uh, so this is the story of the 1920. This is as told again by Lee, J. Lee Barrett and Speedboat Kings. Mm-hmm. This is a book with if this if this is your first time listening, this is about eight hundred dollar book. So yeah. you're this so like just this quote alone, if we broke it up by the page, is probably worth like twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting it for free. There you go. <laughs> so so anyways it is worth it i think it's worth every dollar if that's what you had to pay for uh, so so anyways so here it is so this is the the, the that first uh that that 1920 harmsworth race flag draped yachts of the english admiralty rode at anchor among them were two yachts formerly owned by the german kaiser but which had been seized by the english during during the war during the world war in one of these yachts the german royal family planned to cruise the world after defeating the allies the English had three boats ready for the start. Sunbeam built so the Sunbeam Despu holes built in the built in the Sunbeam plant of Wolverhampton, mm. England, and piloted by Sir Algernon Lee Guinness. The Maple Leaf Five, owned by Sir Mackie Edgar, and powered with the four Sunbeam engines, two amidships and, and two astern. And the Maple Leaf Six, powered with with two Rolls Royce engines, placed amidships and piloted by Harry G. Hawker, one of England's famous war aces. A few minutes before the starting gun, the three English boats were out of, were out on the course, getting ready. George Wood, which was Gar's brother, was out there too with the Miss Detroit Five. Bernard Smith and Clarence uh, Miracle, his mechanics beside him. Wood himself, Jay Smith, and Phil Wood, Gar's brother, were in the boathouse strapping up their life belts. They had taken the tarpaulin off Miss America 1 and filled the tanks with American gasoline. Wood was eyeing his watch, timing his start. The cannon on the judge's barge boomed the five-minute signal. Wood and his mechanics stepped into the cockpit. Smith touched the starting button, warmed the engines, jerked the throttle down. The Miss America 1 rose on her step, leveled off, and charged ahead. Wood handling the wheel streaked up the mainland side of the course going west. His boat planed perfectly, the bright Philippine mahogany gleaming like fire, uh, fire beneath the English sun, the white spray spreading like wings poised for the dive. He cut a wide arc of his boat straight through the towers of Queen Victoria's Palace, rising above the treetops. He could see the last disc hanging above the judge's stand, but his watch told him the time was crowding. He, he, he signaled Jay Smith for more throttle. The two liberties in his boat answered with a thousand horsepower. Wood was fearful that he would not be able to hear that starting gun over the roar of his two liberties. But when he put his Miss America across the line, the blast of the six-inch cannon on a battleship above his head almost pitched him out of his boat. The English boats went across the line, went across the line first. The two American boats were last. Miss, Miss Detroit 5 developing carburetor trouble, trouble almost immediately. 
It was the first time Wood had ever raced any of his boats in salt water, and it was the salt water that gave him the most of his trouble. The tin strips he had placed over his ignition system shut out most of the air and enriched the carburetor mixture. As a result, the engines in the Miss Detroit 5 overheated and blew out the porcelain on, the dozen spark, on a dozen spark plugs. Oh. The boat limped along far behind the field. Wood himself and Miss America 1 was having a good deal of trouble. It was only his, his his fast turning at the buoys that kept him up there near the lead. He could turn much faster than any of the English boats because of his bow rudder. Before the race, when the English engineers examined the American boats, they ridiculed the bow rudder on, on Wood's boats. You can't turn a boat with a rudder way up there, they said. But now, with Wood's spark plugs fouling, his bow rudder was keeping him in the race. The English would sweep far wide of the buoys, and before they could get their boats back in the stretch again, Wood was taking the turns with all of his, with all his power, trimming the buoys. The following, year, the, English would, the following year, the English would put a bow rudder on their boat. Mm. On, the fourth lap, uh, on the fourth lap, Wood took the lead with his Miss America 1. The English did not believe Wood could stay there in the lead. His engines were smoking, and in his wake was an immense black ring around the entire rim of the course. But Wood did stay there, averaging 62 miles an hour and winning the heat far, far ahead of any English boat. The dense smoke screen sent out by Miss America almost obliterated the course for the English contenders. After Wood had gone over the finish line, he headed his boat back towards the judges' stand. For the first time, he noticed that the faces of his mechanics and the American flag at the stern of his boat were as black as coal. When they neared the judges' stand, Sir Mackie Edgar, owner of the Maple Leafs, yelled out, What kind of fuel are you burning in that boat? <laughs> Wood answered, We're using soft coal today, but watch out for tomorrow. We're going to use gasoline. <laughs> that night, Wood and his men ripped off the tin strips from the ignition system. That's our trouble, Wood said when they pulled into the boat well, and it was. In the next race, both American boats completely outclassed the English. It was a race chiefly between Wood's two boats, the Miss America 1 winning. Nice. So that was the first that was the first Harmsworth. Wow. So you can see this, you know, so they put these these strips on this carburetor and to avoid sparks and they yeah. like almost But you can the imagine engines. these this smoke trail. <laughs> you know, the boat is doing these laps and there's this immense smoke trail just the whole course are going, Good lord. That thing is it's, on fire. It's, yeah. And so they, they, you know, they. I was trying to find a picture of the bow rudder. I've seen it somewhere else before, yeah. but it was a rudder on the front of the boat that allowed him to steer. You know, to you know, to to steer in the water easier because yeah. when the boat's up in the above the water on a plane, you know, it's you know, you're it's, it takes a wide arc to steer to steer this thing. But if he's got a bow rudder on it, then it makes it easier for him to you know to to you know to steer. And that's when that they said that's what kept him in the race was his ability to take these corners so sharply while the, all these other boats had to swing way out. So yeah, so that's you know that's um. So yeah, it's it's just you know it's a great story because you know it's it, it wasn't just like oh they they just did their thing and. Uh, you know that's all there was to it. You no, know, that was uh, that was treacherous. Yeah. So, um, yes, but I like again. You know, as we talked about before, I just love the way um, Jay Lee Barrett writes because, um, you know, he's just like the the shining mahogany is peered as white as fire. Oh yeah, that's just it's <laughs> just classic. So he been but day two, so he was able. It was still calm day the next two, day. Yeah, he got a boat back out there. Yeah, he again. got it back out, and he said both boats. It was just a race between Garwood's two boats, and yeah. Garwood, the Miss America, took the took you know one. Luckily, it didn't pick up. You know, it would have uh, trashed that little fella. Well, the Miss Detroit Five would have carried it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So he had the the rugged boat too. Yeah. So, but yeah, in either case, um, 
Yeah, so Miss America won, wins the Harmsworth for Garwood. So that's his first Harmsworth victory. And and so the deal with the Harmsworth is you bring that back to your town, and then the next now race. the race is now now from now on the next challenge Miss for the, for the next Harmsworth is going to be in Detroit, and that's right. what we're going to talk about in the next episode. <coughs> but uh, I wanted to mention too, I um, uh, I was looking for a picture of the Miss Detroit, uh, Miss Detroit uh, four or five, whatever. I was looking for a picture of Miss America one. The picture we got on the screen is pretty decent. Um, but there's that came off of a, a really small picture I had. This it, actually surprisingly it was kind of tough to find. The oh, that, I didn't find anything really. The Miss Detroit, the, no, the, the Miss America one, the photo oh, yeah, we yeah, had yeah, for the yeah. show. Where did I? Have it? But uh, what, what, when I was looking though, I realized there was a really cool video that um, I, I feel like I saw it a, a while ago, but it's been so long. Um, but it's but it's really worth checking out. It's an eight minute video and it's on YouTube. And if anyone wants to see it, it's called the Garwood. It just says it's called Garwood Story. All right. And the guy whose channel it is, he has a small channel. He's got his name is T Bowers, and it's T with a space and then B O W E R S. He's got thirty. He's only got thirty four subscribers. But the but the the video is called. It just says Garwood Story. Yeah. And it's eight minutes long, and it looks like it was done like sort of in the uh, maybe the late thirties. Okay. Uh, sort of late thirties because, but it's it's just I mean it's if you want just a it's you know spoiler there's a little couple spoiler alerts for what we're talking about in the show they show a little they show quite a bit ahead of what we're talking where we're at, at at this moment in the show but it's man if you want to see what these boats look like it's cool they show the Miss America one on there yeah. they show several different Miss Americas and it, what's cool is is that it's such a short video. That when you see the Miss America one in contrast to what we'll eventually get to the Miss America ten, mm-hmm. you and, and you and they, you hear the engines in this video. They got full sound, and these things are just monstrous, man. I've heard them before. You know, they've I've seen videos where they fire up the engines, but it's it's just such a cool video because you see guard. They're sitting at the very back of this boat, and the front of this boat looks like a freighter or something. It's just all engine. <laughs> Oh my god! It's, so it's real. It's just it's really cool. If you want to, if you just want a little eight minute short little, uh, like a short little sort of introduction about Gar Wood, it's really worth the watch. I mean, it's really worth your eight minutes of time. Um, and, and again, I'll just tell you, it's called the. It just says Gar Wood Story, and it's by T, and his the, the channel is T Bowers. And so, oh. in nineteen twelve, oh, oh are you it? You looking yeah. it up? Oh, I was trying to bring it up. It's cool. And I still have the overlay on there. There. So there's the video playing. If uh, yeah, if you're watching along, yeah, it's a. Uh, they're showing the building of the boats and. Well, yeah, the very beginning shows some of the building. Maybe maybe watch it for about ten seconds here because you'll hear the engines in the very I, beginning. I just uh, I yeah I muted the sound. I don't want to throw the sound on there just so, can, so we can hear the and just just the first engine. This chapter, the silver Fox. The story of Garwood. <laughs> he'll talk about the Miss. We'll, we'll listen to it before the, for the Miss America one. Listen, he'll even talk about it right here. 1931. The silver Yeah, we're getting a little feedback on that. The way it's set up. Well, it's a cool. Uh, show. cool. Watch, yeah, it's a little eight-minute video. It's mm-hmm. a, it's really worth the watch because, especially when you see these things roar, man. He's got they've got some great. Um, like I say, you see the quick, de- you see the development in eight minutes. You see the miss- from Miss America one to ten, right? And it's uh, well, there's a, you know, of course, it's only eight minutes long, so there's a ton of details that they sure. don't mention on it. But we'll get to all the details on it. 
That's they, why they, we're here to fill in yeah, all those important pieces. Because they skip through a ton through. of incredible stuff. You know, the story itself is just so cool. Yeah. But um, so, anyways, yeah, all right, I, we're gonna go in. We're gonna hit the next episode yep. and uh, talk about Chris Craft and uh, all the Chris Craft through the through the twenties, the thirties. Well, we're t- yeah, we're gonna fifties yeah, and sixties. Yeah, we're yeah, we're gonna talk about the next episode. We're gonna talk about the the second Harmsworth race. And this and the and we're gonna see Chris Smith and Gar Wood go their separate ways. Ah, okay. So this is the the two of them are gonna split up, and there, there's a whole reason why. And we're gonna talk about all Chris Smith and that. All right. Well, if episode. you want to catch that, make sure you subscribe, Hit collect, like follow, whatever it is. Hit the like button and let it let one person know. If all of our subscribers share it and tell one person to watch, we'll we would have four people watching. <laughs> don't you don't sell ourselves <laughs> short, Jamie. We got at least we got at least eight people. No, we do. There's there's there's. There's a fair amount, but uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, yeah, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and then uh, share with some friends. And uh, we'll do it again. It's uh, Detroit, the city of champions, the podcast. Everybody out of the pool.